like I've always, I've always kept my eyes forward. So I always want to go, all right, like that event's done. Cool. Like we won. All right. On to the next one. So like, again, like it might sound cocky, but to me, it's, it's just my way of trying to like, I don't want to be like, I won that event and just like hold on to that for too long. I'm always like, okay, round one's in three months. Let's go. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Down Under Paintball. This week is episode 29, and I got the chance to sit down with Kai Harris, and he interviewed myself. So, yeah, after the Neil Martin episode, I know Neil put my name forward as someone to be on the show, and Kai hit me up back then and said that he'd be happy to do it, and I just thought that this would be the perfect time to, to yeah, throw myself there and, and give everyone a bit of a, a look at my career and my history. Now, I know episode 30 was supposed to be my last one. Uh, unfortunately, yeah, since I made the announcement, I had a, a one guest in mind I've been chasing for weeks and weeks. And uh, unfortunately, a few things have come up um, outside of the podcast realm uh, for them and myself. So uh, I won't be able to record another interview episode. But for episode 30, I'm just going to throw out an episode I've sort of had um, that I've been working on for a while, one that is a, one of the coaching episodes, so I just wanted to give everyone a little bit of a look into what other kind of things I had planned for the show, but also uh, things that I might still work on in the future. I've been in chats with a few people, so they won't be a weekly thing. Just you know, from time to time, I'll, I'll drop an episode here or there. Uh, yeah, focusing a bit more on the learning and the teaching side of paintball, uh, less about the interviews. Yeah, just my final question from the listeners uh, for that Q&A. So Will McDonald was asking if I'd still be doing a podcast if it wasn't for COVID. So unfortunately, it was sort of the opposite for me. I'd planned the podcast since, uh, you know, late 2019, started getting the ball rolling and, and collecting episodes, um, you know, making a bit of a plan up to, to episode uh, 20 was sort of what I had in mind from the start. And then... Um, Unfortunately, COVID sort of had the opposite effect. I think um, it would have been a lot easier without COVID because there was like a few things I wanted to do, like planning with events coming, uh, where those kind of episodes would be a bit more easier to track down. Instead of doing interviews, I could have sat down with someone. Yeah, my plan was to sort of review, sorry, preview uh, upcoming event and talk about like the field and that kind of thing. And then after the event talk, have, have a bit of a review. Um, so those kind of episodes would have been a little bit easier to handle and maybe could have been going to sort of a bit of the live realm and stuff like that where we could have been chatting about possible plays on fields and things. So yeah, COVID sort of threw a bit of a spanner in those uh, works. It was a lot easier to track down interview guests, but yeah, it did change the format of the show slightly than what I had originally planned. Yeah, we're just going to jump straight into this episode of Down Under Paintball. Okay, I need to find paintball again. If that's the kind of commitment you're going to give, then that's the kind of commitment I want. So I'm sticking. You're listening to Down Under Paintball. I mean, everybody on the team was a veteran. Everybody. This is Will McDonald, and you're listening to Down Under Paintball. It does make it a more interesting sport for the masses. They are doing it better than anyone else, to be honest. Yeah, show, show other women that might be interested in playing that, hey, you know, you can go out there and you can be successful in this sport. It's best. I've got the best seat in the house with some of the best paintball in Australia. And you're listening to Down Under Paintball. I don't, I don't enter into the politics. I'm not interested. I'm just trying to, you know, grow the sport, get more people playing paintball. All right, everyone, welcome to another and 
perhaps last episode of Down Under Paintball. <laughs> uh, so a little bit different this week. I've got Kaiser Harris on the line again, coming back all the way from episode one. And uh, yeah, we're going to do it up a little bit different this week. So do you want to explain what we're going to do? <laughs> all right. Well, uh, uh, I mean, look, Scotty, you've, um, you've done such a fantastic job with your podcast. Um, I'm going to take the liberty to speak on behalf of all of Australia and New Zealand paintball players right now. And I think they'll give me permission to speak on behalf of them when we just want to thank you so much for the work you put in and for coming up with the idea and for doing this for us, because um, the stories you've uncovered, the diversity of the people you've had on the show, the range of uh, the range you've covered, it's, it's phenomenal. You've done such a service to all of us. Um, and I couldn't think of a better ambassador for Australian paintball than yourself. I mean, you do such a great job on the webcast. Um, when you first, you do, you do, you're, you're absolutely awesome at it. And, um, and thank you from the bottom of all of our hearts, because this podcast series will be something that we all go back to and we all listen to again and again, like when we used to have the magazines, you know, and we'd, and we'd look at them again and again and again, and, and they captured a snapshot of history at the time. And you have done that for us and you've done it through such a crappy time. I'm in lockdown in Melbourne. I'm having the worst year of my life. My business is ruined. I can't play paintball. But what I could do was tune into Down Under Paintball. And it was an amazing thing. And the times I did get to drive my car, it's all I listen to in the car is, is, is oh, your awesome. podcast. That's true. And, and, and I think I speak for so many people when I say that. I think a lot of us have clung to what you're doing to kind of get us through. You've been, you've, I, I can't, I love and respect you so much, dude. Like, and thank you so much from all of us. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, it's... um. It is a shame. Like I, I had high hopes uh, early on, like some, uh, some, some goals and that in mind. And yeah, as, as yeah, it, it all has happened. I started a business, I started a podcast and then COVID happened all, all pretty much in the, in the same month. And, um, I, yeah, just, yeah. I, yeah. It's one of those bittersweet things. Like I, uh, didn't think the business would be going this well, uh, this quickly, <laughs> but, uh, at the same time, like, um, yeah, I, I, I never thought that the show would sort of reach as, uh, as far and wide as it did. And, um, you know, I've just, uh, like was just talking to a guy, um, from Canada who just tuned in. He's some guy I've never heard of. He's not a pro or anything. Just some random guy from Canada just said, Hey man, loving the show. And, uh, he's, he's dropped me a question. He dropped me a question for the Q and a. So yeah, it was, it was cool. Like, um, yeah, just, yeah, I, I made a cool thing. Like I, I was, like you say, you, you listen to it, like on the way to work every Friday, I'd, I'd have it downloaded and listen back to the episode because it's one thing to uh, to like sit and chat and I'm trying to write things and trying to think of the next question to actually sit back and actually listen to the story. You, you take it all in. So no, and I, I was really like genuinely excited about like every show I did and all the people like, um, and yeah, sometimes there were people I knew nothing about. And by the end of it, I was like, how did I, how did I not, <laughs> how did I not know about you? Yeah. But look, that goes back to what I was saying before. You covered such a diverse range of people and stories. It's It's been fantastic. And to be on your first and your last is such an honour. I'm I'm truly touched. Thank you so much for the opportunity. No, no worries at all. You were, yeah, one of the, uh, like I had 
the first four episodes I wanted to record before I went live, and you were number one. So <laughs> I couldn't uh, couldn't think of anyone else to to have on the thing on the on the podcast. You're like the you say an ambassador. I think uh, there's not many people that are you know traveling across to the states and uh, repping you know the the Aussie flag and that over there. There's not many people getting over time and time again. And uh, and like uh, it says at the start of the podcast, that little sound bite, you know, just not there to play politics, just just there to play paintball. So that's uh, that's it. <laughs> you and me both, dude. We have both stayed neutral, and we have we are welcome everywhere, and we are friends with everyone, and I'm all about that. Yeah, I I, I wouldn't. Like, I, I'm, let's just say I, I probably welcome most places. There's a couple of places <laughs> I, I know I wouldn't be welcome. But, uh, yeah, hopefully that's water under the bridge, those, well, those stories. Well, you've got a room at my place any time. That's it. I'll, I'll, yeah, well, we're recording this on the, the 1st of September, so it sort of will date it a little bit. Um, who knows? It could be all you guys might be out of out of j- uh, jail by, by the time the episode airs. <laughs> Can only hope, my bro. Can only hope. It's been really tough. Yeah, no, I can imagine. And uh, like, yeah, I know we've, we spoke a bit off the show, but yeah, just I think everyone in the paintball community uh, is sending like love down to you guys and like yourself and and all the Victorian uh, ballers and anyone related to the sport that's that's yeah going through. Yeah, it's 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 been tough to watch in the news, like all the stuff going on there. So yeah, stay strong, everyone down there, and and uh. Yeah, let's let's. Uh, I guess we're the prime minister says we're all in this together, so <laughs> we're thinking of you. Yeah, well, well, look, um, let's get on to asking you some questions. Yeah, because uh, you've been with the man with all the hot questions for the time, <laughs> and I've got a bunch that I want to ask you, and I'm sure I'm sure everyone's got a, a lot of questions, but I, I wrote down a few. I've been thinking oh. about them over the last sort of week, thinking uh, yeah. Because I've, 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 you know, you ask such great questions, and and people want to. What's your story? People want to know your story. You know, so so, where did you start, Scotty? Yeah, so so mine's are a little bit different. Uh, a lot of people started, you know, with a with a bucks party or or something like that. So mine started, and I've I've been trying to think of the show. I watched it on TV once, and I thought it was Heartbreak High. Uh, they played yeah. paintball, but I, I don't know. So it was just some trashy 90s, 90s show, and I said to my dad, I want to play that. And then we were driving to football one day down Adam Grove Road, past action. I said, oh, Dad, that's a paintball field. Take me there. And I was probably 14 or 13 at the time. He said, nah, like, you can't you can't go and play. And then a few years go by, and I drive past this field all the time. And then one day, um, my sister had a job and just happened to be working with a really close relation of the manager at, at paintball. And then that was it. I... They were looking for people. I got a job, and then I, I was doing running laser tag games for two years. And um, is that I, because you weren't old enough to referee proper paintball games? Yes, yeah, so I was. I was just. I was old enough to have a job, but uh, yeah, not old enough to to ref paintball. So right. I, yeah, I, I wasn't even able to. Like at the end of the day, I couldn't even pull the guns apart. I yep. had to watch everyone do that. You weren't legally allowed to even touch them. No, so I I cleaned packs, I cleaned goggles, I I used to hand packs and goggles out. Um, that was about as close as I could get, and I stood there for two years and watched, watched through the netting, people playing paintball. And uh, I think I got shot a couple of times. Like I, I was like I can't I can't wait anymore. Just so I get it on the range and let someone shoot me. Just just because I just had the bug. And then um, yeah, that was 
the day I turned 18, I had my firearm safety course booked in and did that. And then, uh, I, I, yeah, (laughs) I, I went and bought, uh, so yeah, three days later I had applied for my firearms license and, uh, started that. And my bank account never had as much money as it did, uh, from the day I turned 18 (laughs) and, uh, yeah, it was, it was, um, like, yeah, from there, I just, I got on the field. I, I remember one day, like pretty early on, um, you know, because there was a lot of guys from school. So uh, Mike, you know, gave hey, us some tips. Did, did you go to school right near near Action, did you? Yeah, so I grew up uh, 15 minutes down the road um, yep. from Action. And I moved 15 minutes in the other direction from Action. And they're the only right. two houses I've ever lived in. So <laughs> yeah. I've kept it pretty close. So yeah, I went to school nearby. And uh, that was, I think a, a group, big group of my friends got a job at action uh through work experience they used to do that but when you're in year 10 at school and uh and so there was about eight of us from school all working there and uh the dream really? was to to make a team yeah we yeah. we because there was a big thing going on then with all the action guys they were calling us clones so we were going to call ourselves clone army and start a ah, and start a team <laughs> back during the clone wars yeah 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 so so we were going to take that on and um it was sort of my first big learning experience was this because, um, I, t- you know, I, I, we were going to make this team. All these guys are really keen. No one got their firearms license. No one wanted to buy a gun. Like I was getting the ball rolling on everything. And then, um, yeah. I trained a couple of times and then, yeah, just uh, like what happened quite a lot in my career is I, I lucked into a training session where, um, just so happened a pro team was being formed and they were a few players short and, the Sydney pool was really sh- small. I'd trained twice, my second training uh, event, and, yeah, I was being asked to play on a pro team. Well, that is a perfect segue to my next question, which was what you, what was your first team? Yeah, so so the first team I played on, we were called Mongrel Mob. Um, Mongrel Mob. Yeah. The Mongers. Yeah. <laughs> so it was, um, yeah, Ian Tresseter and uh, uh, Raylene wasn't on it, but, yeah, John Hodges was on the team. Um, Chris Scott was on the team. Uh, we had Mitch, uh, Lance Mitchell, um, and I'm probably forgetting a few other guys. But yeah, there was because wow, it was seven Chris man Scott, days. Mitch, yeah. Old yeah. School. yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was um, the boys. yeah, that's it. So yeah, there was a, a few teams folded. Um, had one like so. Factory Seconds was a team that they'd won like the semi pro division the year before, and were looking to move up, but something happened where they weren't going to continue the name. So this is where this mongrel mob team and yeah, Hodjo was, uh, I learned so many lessons yeah. from, from Hodjo, but oh, yeah. it was, um, I just we sort of did and... lessons from Hodjo. Oh, yeah. But it was good. Like it was, it's sort of one of the reasons, like, I guess early why I wanted to do the show because like to me, Hodjo was just this, you know, old dude that like he was sort of <laughs> over the game, like just a bit like, and I was like, who is this guy? Um, and it wasn't until like later that no, he'd really done some things and knew some stuff. Like um, he was like a person to actually listen to, and uh, that was sort of yeah. There was a lot of those guys I encountered. It wasn't until like years later that I went, hang on, this guy's like this guy's been at the top of the game, won things. Like and I'm just treating him as like who's this dude that's <laughs> trying to tell me yeah. what to do? Yeah. So uh, there was a lot of that. Um, yeah, I guess there wasn't a, a way to really appreciate the old school guys then. So. Yeah, I did sort of so uh, were, forget them quickly. Firestorm were around before you were around, were they? 
Yeah, they must have sort of folded right. the, the Firestorm crew, yeah. yeah so this was, was 2006. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I've, I've heard heard big uh, big things about Firestorm and I found some of their pods, so I knew that they existed because uh, I found a Firestorm <laughs> pod once. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this was 2006 was uh, was was this. Um, it was 2004 I started working there and 2006 I started playing. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. you were... How, when did you start playing with SWAT? Because I remember my first encounter with you. I was in the Snake playing with Sydney X Fighters versus SWAT at uh, Paintball Pete's. And this little flash just ran past me and zipped me up the back. And I, <laughs> and I was like, WTF? Welcome, Scotty Martin. Yeah. So that would have been 2008 is when I when I was on SWAT. So, right. Um, yeah, I was with Mongrel Mob for a year. And, and we were sort of in... Uh, I think we got told the first event it was bring a blue jersey or something like that. Yeah. Just just bring bring something, and um, so we were all just wearing random stuff. And I, I borrowed. I, I still didn't have a gun at that time, so I borrowed uh, Ryan Clegg's auto cocker and shot that oh, in my first event. Shout out to the Cleggs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another episode I didn't didn't get a chance to get to. Um, but yeah, so I, I had a pair, pair of. I, I bought a jersey from the clothing from like the bargain bin off Mike for twenty bucks. I had yep. a, a Joey pack, which I've never seen before. I think it was in the bargain bin as well. That's funny. Um, I had a rabbit pack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, and then, yeah, so I was borrowing my gun. I, someone sold me a loader. I owned a loader. That was it. I borrowed a tank. I had Adam Connolly's pants. John Caruana gave me a pair of Envisions and uh, I was ready to rock and roll. And uh, I oh, made it. You might have absorbed some game from those yeah. sessions that you were getting all the stuff off. Yeah, no, definitely. No, that's, uh, I've always said that to players whenever I give them something. I said, this, this is, you'll, you'll get, you know, you'll get cool points from this. So you'll get yep, good. Yep. Um, yeah. And then that was, uh, I actually made it in uh, the APM, the Australian Paintball Magazine. I, I had a few photos in that as well, which, got me really pumped up and uh, i remember i scanned them and put them on my myspace page so oh, i was yes. I, I pumped up <laughs> yeah yeah oh. i love that i was on the front cover of issue number one of that magazine yeah i had them I here so until years ago i walked into yeah. a news agent and saw it there and just my brain exploded <laughs> yeah i used to buy them um like if i walked in and saw them i'd buy a copy and then i'd you know, two days later, I'd see another copy. I'd just buy it. I'd be like, they're going to restock it if I buy more. And I'd just give them to people, go to school. Because I was still in year 12 when I was playing. So, yeah, I just, I was trying to, like, I was just cool. That, like, um, it was a funny story. Like, and I was really hoping to, to be able to tell this one uh, when I got John Caruana on. But so, so round three of, uh, of the first year I played was it in Queensland. And it happened to actually be when I had a HSE exam. And so I got John Caruana to write me a letter to say that I'd be representing Australia um, in, in the sport of paintball and that I should get exemption from one of my HSC exams. And, and he did. And I, and I got it. I got to, got to sit one of my exams uh, yeah, outside of school and, and, That's awesome. and do it. Yeah. So I could travel to, uh, to Queensland to play paintball. So uh, yeah, that was, that was cool. <laughs> That's really cool. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah. So then, um, yeah, we wanted to go play New Zealand, so then the, the team name got changed. So, obviously, we couldn't travel to New yeah, Zealand. Yeah, no joke, right? You're not going to yeah. run around New Zealand calling yourselves a mongrel mob. Yeah, you last yeah. about an hour. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, then that got changed to our East Coast Raiders was when was when we ah. uh, was when that name was born. Um, yeah, which was a fun, a fun, uh, 
it was a fun time and a hard time. Like it was the first time we had to we had to make some cuts on the team, and uh, we we had to make the choice of taking it serious. And uh, yeah, a few new guys jumped on, and yeah, unfortunately we had to let Hodjo go. That was a that was a tough tough conversation, but something I sort of saw the captain Ian do, and I knew that it was like it's just something that is going to have have to happen in the sport. And uh, yeah, that was. But me and Hodjo have always got along since then. So <laughs> yeah, but it was great. I learned some good things off him. Yeah. Yeah, there were some legends on that East Coast Raiders team. I remember uh, I was playing with the X-Fighters and we were playing mostly uh, AXL. And Trez actually approached me and asked me if I wanted to play sevens on the uh, East Coast Raiders team. But then we started playing sevens as well. So, yeah, yeah no, legends was... on that team. So, how, how long yeah. were you on that squad before? How did the evolution to SWAT come? So, it was two years I played, um, on like one year on Mongrel Mob, one year on East Coast Raiders. And then... Uh, yep. We must have been, we started this, yeah, creep towards the podium. So, um, yeah, a dream of mine since I, you know, I'd, I'd always worked at paintball and saw SWAT training, saw other guys coming out the back and just knew yep. that was the team I wanted to be on. And, uh, yeah, I I got, um, yeah, it was it was through Ian. So we sort of came as a package, I guess, like me and Ian both came across, um, which, is, which was, it was hard for the team to take, um, losing two guys and the captain and the, the, the snake player, I guess. Um, yeah. yeah, at that stage, so it was it was it was pretty tough for the team, but um, you know that paved the way for some good guys to jump on East Coast Raiders, and yeah, were uh, Macker and Johnny Robber and Plucker and Co on East Coast Raiders at the time when you were. No, so that so we sort of our, we moved for them, so so right. yeah we we but they we knew before Masters that we were leaving, so we. We told the team before then, so it was a good three, four months that, w- that the team knew we were we were going. So, so we we I think we pulled four. We said we were going to pull four onto the team for us two leaving to to give them uh yeah some some new blood. So a few new guys and uh like Mark Co and uh, joined the team then I think and uh yeah it was pretty cool. Um, yeah no it was uh it was yeah it was it was a again like a really uh defining moment i guess like it was just a, it was a tough time like being a young kid and having to go through these really adult situations um like i guess i was no, 20 but I, I was pretty pretty young 100 percent, 100 percent. and once you got onto swat you were fully sponsored right yeah yeah um which is something so how did that, that feel how did that feel when you first got given that jersey and and it was concrete and the deal was done were you were you just so stoked yeah yeah i was for sure like um no, I was I was pumped, but it it was um it was a hard time for SWAT. Like they they were going through a lot of transition. Um, it was this big shift from the old school. Like I know Grunder had just left the team, and Mad Dog had just left the team. Um, Neil Martin had just left the team. So all these old school guys were leaving in droves. And um, yeah, like there was there was a lot of it was it was weird. Like because I felt good, but like we were the the crash hot thing. But you could you could tell that there was a rift in paintball uh, at that time, and um, there was some definitely some comments at training and stuff directed at like um you know myself and like younger paintballers saying that Who we were from? sort of pushing these Who guys from? oh just i won't name names it's just the no, old no, school don't guys name names, yeah. but from other teams or from senior guys on the squad you know old school guys not even from swat like from other right. just old school guys around just around sydney like they were just sort of all leaving in droves and saying like oh the sport's changed and you guys are killing it and um so it's like some of them were like oh we can't keep up but others were just like oh you guys just cheat and that's all that's all uh that's why we can't win is because you cheat and it's like uh okay sure like 
Yeah. <laughs> Look, I mean, you're gonna everyone that wins is gonna get called a cheater. It's yeah. It's, it's part of, especially back then. Back then, it was it was warfare, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, and and like you know, doing the the podcast and learning how quickly um like it wasn't only 2004 like when it really sort of came into the air ball and came out of the woods and so the sport really was speeding up and uh you know the guns were just like that was uncapped semi then and like those dm4s and stuff that just were like <laughs> i remember because like you know john had all the bits and pieces out the back and like he'd just be like oh, i've been working on this gun and we'd get a cue loader and like just wind it as 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 tangent as possible so it was feeding like the fastest like 35 balls a second yeah. and you just get these guns that like it was like it was they call it a rope and it would literally look like a it rope was. coming out the end of the gun yeah it was like and, a laser beam wasn't yeah. it like a, like a like a colored rope coming out yeah. i remember yeah so it was it was like um i know a lot of the guys like that had worked really hard to get these you know long balling gun skills and um and like really accurate and, and that's when like autocockers people were sort of moving away from that like mechanical like clickety clack sort of gun where um yeah it was like a big shift in a lot of things like the style so um yeah it was a, a lot of negativity that i sort of just i didn't know much about it and uh i just sort of came onto it but it, to me it was like you know I, I was winning and i didn't really care uh <laughs> i was doing well yeah. so that's uh, yeah but it was it was something that um oh sorry go ahead no, 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 keep going. Yeah, I was just going to say that, that that moment was sort of, uh, I, I made a decision then um, that, you know, paintball is an expensive sport and, like, I'd seen the amount of effort and time and money that I've been putting into it and I, I made that decision then that if a, if a um, question ever came up of, of uh, um, it, it's going to sound really bad, but, like, you know, sticking with friends or going for a cheaper way to play or or money like basically whoring myself out then then I'd, I'd i'd choose that option because like for me it was something that it wasn't cheap and um yeah if if someone was gonna you know if, if swat was fully sponsored but then someone was like oh here we're gonna give you what swat's got plus something else and like i'm sorry i, I would have taken it back then as well so i i sort of I, just I, I don't think yeah. that's a bad thing scotty i've been i'm 100 percent sponsored for paintball i've managed to retain it for uh 16 years yeah okay. if, yeah and if i wasn't i couldn't i couldn't have done anything that i've done my, I'm, I'm sponsored my flights around the world to the, my world cup and my everything i'm everything's covered yeah, and if, cool. if it wasn't i couldn't do it i, I just yeah. i couldn't do it it's, nah, it's full stop i couldn't do it i feel you there and that's and that's I, I probably wouldn't have played through all the ups and downs of life and how things were and that I, I yeah, I wouldn't have stuck around at, at the level uh, I had for so long if, if it wasn't for SWAT and, and all the great things that are uh, that, that offered. So yeah, it was it was great. Um and as someone did explain and you know, I've said to other people in the past, like Mike and SWAT uh well yeah, SWAT back then it was Mike, but now it's it's SWAT's its own team, but they don't generally ask you twice. So you can always say yeah. yes, get on the team. If it's not really a fit for you, you can always leave and, and go Absolutely. try out something else. So, uh, but no, I found a home there. And uh, yeah, again, luck. Yeah, it was, it, to me, I was luck. I think um, I, I probably lucked onto SWAT a, a year earlier than I probably should have. But it was just, again, wasn't a lot around and a lot of guys were leaving. So I just happened to be were in the you, right, right place. I, I wanted to ask you this, this question because I remember during one of uh, your podcasts, I can't remember exactly who it was, but you were talking about sponsorships. 
and they were saying, uh, and I remember, I remember being at the start, I remember being at the Corona and saying, hold my gun to someone while I adjust my pack. And they said, I can't touch that gun. Yeah. And I remember thinking that's ridiculous, right? Yeah. I'm sponsored by MacDev, right? So I'm, they just want me to play paintball. Yeah. So if I'm over at World Cup, I don't travel with my guns ever, right? Yep. Because, because they're a big company, they have places everywhere or a team everywhere. So generally, I don't travel with my paintball gear. I, I, I just get over there and I get kitted up when I get there. I borrow a gun off a MacDev team or off the MacDev booth. But I've had people who I thought were my friends, who I've known for years, <laughs> who have seen me playing a point with a Lux or an Ego or something, just because I've had to give the gun back that I'm borrowing. I'm probably playing against the team that's lent it to me. So yeah. Ronan or, or who knows, right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then they've taken shots of me and sent them to MacDev. Yeah, and and I've had that done to me, and and MacDev tell that person piss off. That's yeah, yeah, we love him, and we just yeah. want him to play paintball. And if he had to play a, a point or three points with another gun, fine, bugger <laughs> off. Did, did yeah, you, were you were you in the I can't touch another gun crew? It it was like an an unspoken uh, respect that I had. Uh, it was never like I was never sat down. I know yeah. in the early days of SWAT, I'm pretty sure like there was contracts and stuff, which I never had to sign. Um, but I, I think there was things like that. And I know that the deals are, and that on the team have changed through. It's like one of those things like, um, like I'm sure like a point for us, like what wouldn't it be a big deal, but uh, yeah. yeah, with the birth of social media and, and getting a bit more, um, there has been times when uh, like a single photo is, has been fine. But I, I think like, um, like, I've definitely had some feedback before in the past where like, it's sort of like, you know, Oh, why'd you run with that? Like, Oh, the stuff wasn't working. Like they could be pretty honest with it, but uh, it was never at the point where like I couldn't touch another gun or anything like that. But at the same time, like it was something that I did learn, you know, a lot about sponsorship and how you, you know, it is a two way street and um, yeah, there's 100%. what they are giving you. So um, I, I did learn in the early days, you know, someone like hooked me up once I had this uh, personal sponsorship for a clothing company and I thought, yeah, this is cool. So I wore their stuff everywhere. And then uh, Mike, you know, he, he wasn't, he has a, like a good way of, of explaining things. Like he just said, like, like how much does, do I give you? And I was like, oh, like, you know, pretty much everything. And he's like, how, like, what are they offered you? He's like, you don't have to tell me, but just think about what they've offered you. And he's like, think about like how much you represent each. And I just went, yeah, okay. And then I thought about it and I was like, yeah, that's true. Like these guys are giving me like a little bit of product and, and Mike's like hooking me up so I can actually play. So I was like, yeah, yeah. okay. Like, I think I'll, I'll shift back a bit more, but it was never like a, um, yeah, it's just like, you know, Mike wants to, he, he has good relationships with like Leds and the guys from Eclipse and uh, mm -hmm. I've met Leds a couple of times and, and uh, like I had a good relationship with the company. They always looked after us. So it was just, uh, it was more like a respect thing. Just um, like, if, oh man, if I was at training and like I shot every kind of gun, I was always keen to try out the new thing and see what it was like. Um, but yeah, come, come events like we were pretty lucky. We never really got like being a factory team and like, like an action and having a, a armory full of guns like we never really were short on on guns and yeah. uh same when we traveled like having mike on the team like bring four or five guns and you know having a dealer a, a new south wales dealer like with mike or adam it was it was too easy to uh to take too many guns if anything we were probably the ones handing handing more guns out <laughs> yeah 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 nice. um but there is definitely some gear that that i couldn't wait to take off as soon as we weren't sponsored anymore <laughs>
Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, I yeah. feel you. There's there's certain yeah. brands I I'm not going to name them. There's certain brands I don't like at all as well. Yeah. So I mean, look, I'm I'm I have my everyone knows I have my brands. I'm HK Army, yeah. MacDev, Ninja, Carbon. I'm the the core four. Yeah, me. yeah. So oh, that's know. cool, man. Um, now traveling. Where have you traveled? Yeah. So so I've played. Um. So I played like. Yeah, lucky. It's it was sort of a good thing and a bad thing. Like with, yeah, Super yeah. Sevens used to travel. Yeah, so I've I've played with a lot of different teams all, all around. So yeah, the Super Sevens used to travel around the the country. So that was that I was good. It. Like yeah, it was yeah. fantastic, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, the I mean, having said Queensland. that, I lived in Sydney when it all went back to Sydney, so I wasn't yeah. complaining too much then either. Yeah. But I loved I loved going to Perth and Brisbane and 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 Thebet Noval and wherever else in Adelaide and you know yeah. they were great days. Yeah, no, I missed out on like the um, yeah, the stadium series that I think it was. Like, I didn't get to play that, but so I've played like at Wasp and I've played at Action, um, whatever it's called, if it still exists at, at in in Perth, um, or in deal. Western. Yeah, yeah, that is that it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Wasp just, is unreal as well. Remember the one at the golf course that was sensational. Yeah. Okay. I uh, I don't really know. I was I wasn't driving then. Like uh, I was always just in the back of the bus. Like. Yep. I was normally the one that got put under four or five gear bags at the back of the, the team bus because uh, <laughs> I was the smallest. So. Yep. Yeah, so I've, I've travelled all around the country playing. I, I didn't get to play in South Australia, but I refed with Ref, Ref Sync down there for an event. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, that's like talk about broke paintballer. I uh, came back on the plane after that, went to um, buy a train ticket and couldn't have like, my credit card declined. So that was uh, – I had to jump the turnstiles yeah. to get home. Yeah. <laughs> Flying under someone else's name, like it was. Uh, yeah, it was. I've, full, I've spent many a night struggling on paintball and yeah. Yeah. struggling uh, paintball. Yeah. The day, those were the days, though, weren't yeah. they? Beg, borrow, steal. Weren't oh they? man, weren't they? Yeah, like I'd um, you know, oh, we're gonna go play this event here, and you say, yeah, sure, I can make it, but um, it's like, oh, you'd ask all the teams from Sydney, like, where are you guys staying? Do you have a spare bed? No, no, no. Yeah. Like, do you have a lounge? Like, oh, I'll give you fifty bucks if you let me sleep on a lounge. Yeah, sweet. All right, cool. Like, yeah. Yep. so i was doing all things like that um yeah i uh yeah so I, i've traveled all around australia like haven't obviously got to tassie i played at uh yeah i played at cold stream uh played at uh like melbourne indoor extreme um yep. got to play there uh that's really it then in new south wales like i missed out on all the moama stuff yeah i played at at, at um the Mount White, Peatsfield there, and uh, got got up to Coffs Harbour at Scott Seacombe, his name was. And, uh, I yeah, the yeah, yeah, I played there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, Queensland. And I've played a fair bit on the – I've played in Auckland a few times. Um, Very yeah, nice. Three, three times over there, yeah, with uh, – never got a win over there, unfortunately. But um, so I played with uh, SCK Factory, uh, which was like John O'Clark had his, his brand SCK. Uh, sick, yeah. as he used to call it, and I play with them. And then, yeah, a lot of travel around Asia. So Malaysia, Thailand, uh, missed out on Taiwan and, um, uh, yeah, missed out on, yeah, I was really pumped for the China event Mike was going to run, but the good old Chinese government sort of took it out out from underneath him in the last, uh, he didn't pay the right person the right amount of money or something. It was going to be in... Uh, Macau is that the big like yeah 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 that's Las right. Vegas in, wow. in Asia yeah 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 wow what a blast yeah. from the past that's right yeah. there's a lot of buzz about that wasn't there yeah so I was really pumped up to play in China but uh never happened so yeah that's that's really as far as I've gone for for paintball um 
Yeah, were around. you at the were you at Coffs Harbour when the Krusty when we all played at the Krusty Demons tour? No, nah, nah. X Fighters versus SWAT final and SWAT pipped us at the post. Yeah, and we no. had that with all the Krusty Demons. We're doing backflips <laughs> and uh, and we we're doing an exhibition match. And then uh, because we were all wearing the old JT gear, all the crowd thought we were pro motocross. <laughs> so um, I got mobbed and I started signing autographs on posters yeah, cool. and stuff. I don't that's, know who's it cool. was, but I started <laughs> autographs. Oh, I love it because that's um yeah I've I've had a few times that you. Like back in the day, you used to wear. I used to wear my. I never was as bad, like as tragic as wearing my jersey outside the field. But I definitely wore my pants to like Red Rooster or whatever after. And yeah, heaps of people were like, "Oh, where'd you guys go riding today?" It's like, "Nah, mate, we're yeah. playing paintball." So, uh, no, as as close as I came to that was um, H two O in Perth, like on the Swan River. There, uh, got to play that. That was like the Gravity Games. Is. Yeah, Gravity Games. Yeah, that's oh, it. Yeah, it wasn't that so um, sick. Yeah, I, I, that was my schoolies. I skipped. I. Skipped, all my friends went up to Queensland, and I I went over to and Perth you're, you're to play paintball. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, you do your firearms course on your 18th birthday. I had a, yeah. I had a keg party, and you, and you and you skip schoolies and go to Gravity Games. Yeah. Man, you're a weapon, Scotty. Yeah, you're a weapon. So when yeah. did you start winning with SWAT? How long did it take you until until your squad started gelling? Because I know once you did, you were pretty bloody awesome. So how yeah. long? So it was about 2010. Um, yeah, it was 2010 was like when we started seeing like results. So it was 2008 was when me and Ian joined. 20, 2009, we had like Ben, Carl, Ringo, Eddie join. So we had yep. four. And then it was tough then because that was that was probably a hard year. We had, uh, yeah, like I think I've said it on another episode, but you, you just like you're on SWAT because you're, you're good and like you, you know the game, like you, you're not just like a group of guys trying to work it out. Like everyone on, on that squad um, sort of knows what they're doing and is there for a reason. And the 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 team sort did of went through that, periods. Did you find that put a lot of pressure on you as a young fella? Um, no, like because I was always happy. Extra confidence. Yeah, you know, like I was always happy to be told. But it, I came from being like the number two on East Coast Raiders. So me and Tress were sort of running the team. Like I, he was the captain, but I was like the, like we were always bouncing ideas off and we, we were mainly the ones that, you know, we'd be up to one o'clock in the morning looking over game plans and looking at like, I don't know, trying to work out, like talking about games. So then when I went on to SWAT, like I, I tried to have that input and got shut down a few times pretty early. So it, it, it sort of put me in my place because like, again, like I didn't really respect a lot of the guys that were around me and what they'd achieved. Like, you know, the likes of Adam Connolly and stuff like that. Like I was trying to, yep. trying to butt heads with him. Um, and yeah, we had some pretty big run-ins early on, um, but it wasn't really, um, yeah, I was just, I was a, a young, like cocky. Uh, and it, it was good. It sort of put, maybe took me down a peg and uh, they put me in my place. So yeah, and, and I was just, from then I was happy to be the, be told what to do and, and I was all cool and yeah. And once you guys did start winning, you had some success overseas, didn't you? So what was your highest result overseas? So I think uh, overseas and me had a bit of a curse because the team had really good success while I was on the team. But every time I didn't go overseas, the team went well. So yeah, we got I a... hate that. Yeah. Every time I didn't play State of Origin for ACT, they'd win or, yeah. or, or win a point. Every time yeah. I played, we'd just get smoked. Yeah, so so uh, the highest I ever got was it was it was still pretty cool. It was a fourth at, at World Cup Asia. Um, That's right. Yeah, when it was outdoors, um, and that was uh, the year Joy Division played, which was cool. So we got to we got Ooh. to play a game against them, and they really showed me. Uh, I don't, you know, got to go drinking with those guys, and uh, you know, Patrick yeah, Robles from, from Gay Team. Yeah, Max, 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 Max,
Was Max yeah. there, Maximus? Uh, no, he wasn't there at that one, actually. Um, it was sort of their, like, I guess maybe their B team. But I did I did get to play against Max Lundqvist um, a bit later, a few years later at uh, World Cup, the last World Cup Asia I played. Um, that was when the full Dynasty squad were there. I think you and me went for a bit of a party after with those guys, and that was that I was good fun, did. yeah. Yep. <laughs> so I got to meet Max Lundqvist at that event as well, and I had a bit of a run-in with him on the field too, which was great. Oh, so, cool. Yeah, um, I think some guys have footage of that, and it's, it's this sort of like a meme that's just always followed me around where people say, oh, remember you, Scott Martin, because uh, he came to get my guy, and he wasn't stopping, and I wasn't stopping, and uh, oh, he was I trying to highway. That. Yeah, yeah he was trying to... He was trying to highway Blackie, and he, I got him from the start of the snake and just shot him and shot him and shot him. And then I come to the other side of the bunker, and their pits were right there. And I was like, mate, like, what do you think you're doing? Cause the, and the refs were like, called them both out. And, man, I just came to the other side and knew he was be there and just went, like, three in the neck, just, like, All from right, close range. And, yeah. 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 So wow. uh, I was like, I wasn't going to let him, like, yeah, he did my guy heaps dirty. Like, I, I moved on with the game, but I was just like, I gave him a few. So he actually walked out of the pits, out around the back of the field, read the name off my jersey, and then started, Scott Martin, Scott Martin, trying to put me off. I will remember you. Like, we're going to get your next game. And, and I, so I got in Max Lundqvist's head. And then he actually came up to me at the players' party and said, oh, you know, man, it's just a sport. Like, it's just painful. And I was like, if anything, like, you should be the one that knows this, mate. Like, it was, it was crazy. Like, I just couldn't believe that this guy that's been around the sport for so long and such a legend was like, had this little thing with me. But, uh. Yeah, like it was good. That's like, really cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, like we didn't do well that event, but yeah, I, I wasn't letting him, I wasn't letting him walk off the field after doing my guy dirty. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I actually remember that, and he ran all the way down at Blackie, and you were just pumping him, weren't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, he, uh, he I knew what he that. was going to do. That with my own eyes. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that was that was good. But yeah, that event that we played against Joy Division was great. Um, just it was a whole new level of paintball. Was that the one in the wet? Yeah, the yeah, yeah two thousand and eight um, World Cup Asia, and so that they actually it was cool how they did it. They played the event, but they didn't actually get points. So everyone got to play them once, but it didn't matter um, whether you won or lost against them. But you got to play a pro team, so that was cool. Um, That's yeah, we learned cool. a lot. Yeah, they they gave us a quick lesson in in how to play paintball. <laughs> Um, what would one of your career, what are your career highlights? Cause I mean, you've had such a great career. You, you, I mean, you're dripping in gold rings. <laughs> you're in, in, in everyone's, not just my eyes, but in everyone's you're, you're in, you're, you're a goat. I mean, you're, you're, <laughs> uh, you're one of the most amazing Australian paintball players that I've ever seen play. Um, what, what would be a highlight of your career? Um, but like I've, uh, Winning the like Tulsa Memorial Award, it was been like pretty that pumped me up pretty much like um pretty good and um I guess like yeah it's it's tough like winning is cool <laughs> and everything like um but I I sort of get more enjoyment out of um yeah just like watching like getting other watching other people get up and watching like you know kids I've trained or people I've trained with getting up and winning um. Yeah, there was there was some really tough like it, it's unfortunate like the Super Sevens to me have sort of all rolled in like did it so many years um, that it was that there was some big events and some massive tournaments like I remember you know like coming down to like final points like overtime points and that and winning those were just huge um, but I guess um, yeah like 
oh, it's there's been so many high, like highlights, and, and I've I've always tried to stay um, like I've always I've always kept my eyes forward, so I always want to go all right, like that event's done, cool, like we won, all right, on to the next one. So like again, like it might sound cocky, but to me it's it's just my way of trying to like I don't want to be like I won that event and just like hold on to that for too long. I'm always like okay. Round one's in three months. Let's go. Like, we've got to win well, another one. So. I, I don't yeah. think you do sound cocky, Scott, because you're always so fucking good. Like, you're <laughs> a big-headed wanker about it. Yeah. Like, um, you were the, you know, you were quiet. You were quiet, but then you'd get a five-pack, you know, and you'd yeah. just bounce yeah. like it was nothing, it, you know? It like, definitely was a time when I was cocky, though. And, um, yeah, like – was something that I, I was deciding whether to bring it up on the show. And I, I've had words to a lot of people in private about it. Um, and like, I'm just going to, I'm going to say it because it's, it's something that was a huge, like it pretty much defined the, it, it was like, I sort of think of it, like I didn't really start my career, paintball career until it was the end of 2008. Um, so the first year on SWAT. So like, yeah, I guess like maybe um, there was quite a lot of pressure to perform on SWAT, uh, there wasn't, it, it was never like directly, I never had Mike or anyone going like, you got to play better. I just, I think I felt like I had to, to perform a lot better. So yeah, unfortunately, like I had let, um, cheating come into my game quite a lot then. Um, and it was, was something that, yeah. Before, yeah. And, and that's like, sticks. yeah. And you do get a name, like a nickname, like Teflon, you don't get that from, from playing. And, and I sort but of look, started I mean, to I'm not gonna, care. I'm just going to say one thing here. Yeah. All of us have copped that. I mean, yeah. Mike Wybra used to say, you can always tell where Kai Harris and Neil Raffensberg are about the table <laughs> field because there's six referees following them. Yeah, like, yeah. So, yeah. So, so, so unfortunately, I had, I'd sort of let that, and it became like a thing where I almost was putting more focus on how am I going to keep playing the game or how can I get away with this hit um, than actually playing. And, and it wasn't until, like, I had a pretty big incident uh, where I got a three for one in a finals for wiping um, and lost like some pretty, I lost a lot of friends uh, to that. Like I literally had people saying like, like texting me, like you're a dog, like never come to my, like I had you at my house. Like you never, you're never welcome back again. And oh, like, yeah. So I, I like, cause I, like I, I'd, I'd gotten pretty cocky with that. And like, cause I was like, I was, you know, I was playing on SWAT uh, and I also was a, was like a, a a ring in, but I'd been offered a spot on Geelong Extreme that year as well. So, um, yeah, and yep. that was pretty much the end. So I only play one event with them, and that was that was because of this incident. So I sort of lost, I lost a spot on that team. Um, yeah, you know, I lost a, a team the finals. Uh, we got a three for one back then, so that meant two guys had to stay in the box. So we were starting with three for five minutes. So we were just losing point after point. We ba I basically lost the team that that event. Um, yeah, so I lost quite a lot that year. So in 2009, I said, well, you know, like stuff this, like I am not going to cheat. Like even if it's like there's no referees on the field or anything, like I'm never going to ditch another hit again. And that was when I realized I wasn't actually as good as I thought I was. And uh, like I really had to, 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 that was the year that I had to put like even more effort than I'd ever put into the game before to try and get back to the level where sort of cheating it had unfortunately like put me so yeah like i don't know for, for years it's always been this thing and i think like I, it's something that i should be just honest about like i'm definitely 100 percent like yeah people were like i used to cheat blatantly though like i'd cheat so people could see so that they knew i was like just to piss them off um like and unfortunately that's just how i how i started in the sport but it wasn't yeah it was it, it cost me quite a lot and uh yeah well, it wasn't until i went now nah, stuff this like i'm actually going to just play this game 
and then I stopped everything and just <laughs> just put my nose to the grindstone and uh then that was when I really surprised myself um that I could like hang on I'm actually <laughs> I, well first of all I went wow I really suck at this game I need to work a lot harder and then yeah I surprised myself with how far I could could push yeah it was cool I think it took a lot of guts to say that Scotty no nah, no nah, for sure like it's something that I've been you know I <clears throat> it's a few years and like what was that uh 12 years ago or something now so like whatever it's yeah. uh but it just be a lesson no, like look, I've, I've tried I, to coach I, them oh sorry i can yeah. really relate i can really relate to that i we lost x fighters versus swat at the masters for the for the lot we lost by one point because i got a three for one yeah because i got i got shot in the chest i looked down you can't see because you goggle i grabbed my jersey like that and yep. the ref yelled wiping, I got a three for one. Yeah, right. And probably you ran through, smoked the rest of the guys, <laughs> hit the buzzer, and and it yep. was game over. So, you know, and, and oh, look, to tell you the truth, I wasn't wiping that time, but I had before. Yeah. You know, yeah. same as you're saying. It was those were the days, dude. Yeah. You know, yeah. And we had the names, we had the reputations. Yeah. And we and we have and you know, I'm the face of, of the paintball series now, I'm the face of the NXL. I can't fucking wipe a hit. Nah, I, that's I, it. Yeah, I get flown around the world. I get, I, you know, I'm not going to wipe a paintball and lose everything. You know, yeah. like, like a great, great lesson in that story you just told. You know, yeah. like, nah, and, and I remember Greenspan. Um, you know, we're pretty good friends with the US guys, and yeah, and and you know, I used to live at Ryan's house, and Ryan got accused of cheating uh, two seasons ago or something, and I was on the phone to him, and I said, "Did you wipe that hit?" And he said, "I'm fucking without being a dickhead." He said, yeah. "I'm Ryan Greenspan. I can't wipe a hit." Yeah, yeah, like for it, sure. It destroys no. my brand. Yeah, that's it. You know, and um, and that's it. Like, there's uh, and you see people like it eventually. Like, I've seen people in the past where, like, I'm not one to say, oh, that guy's a cheater or anything. Like, if to me, I'd rather you know, if we go out there and I shoot the guy in the corner and you like watch it break, he goes in, he comes back out, he's clean. So what? Like, we just we just beat you five on six. Like to me, that's like you guys had an extra life and we still won. Yeah. So like whatever, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I have the same attitude towards it too, dude. Yeah, uh, but I, I have seen it creep into some people's game, and it was Neil Martin that that said it quite well. Um, you know, he said like when they went to America that some people started to bring into their game because they felt that they had to win, so that th that was the only way they thought they could get good quick. Uh, whereas if you just play normal and, uh, yeah, well, you, it's you quite, get I mean, I've played the World Cup a few times now, and it's really bad there. Yeah, okay, it, it's really I, bad. In, when we were playing with Aftermath, uh, I think Elmo, I think he gogged a guy in both gogs, and the guy came out and kept blasting at him. Like, yeah. It was like, dude, like, can you yeah. not, like, what, WTF? And, the, you <laughs> know, they play till the ref pulls them off. Yeah, it yeah. It sucks when we're Aussies and we're clean. Yeah. Because we and, are. And, and, and when, I, when I went over with Envious, they were absolute gentlemen. Yeah, and that's what I love, um, that you – yeah, it's it's almost like everyone respects each other now out on the field. It's cool. Like they, you know, and, and like, oh, man, people used to cheat at training. And I was just, just like, why? Like, why cheat at That's training? Like, yeah, yeah. But uh, but again, like I thought, well, no, you're really helping me because like, yeah, I, I'd happily train five on seven, five on eight every event, like every training yep. point, And like, oh, I'm only going to get better from this. So, yeah. Better. yeah. Yeah. So I was like, cheat away if you want. But uh, no, I was definitely like, yeah, I just. Something that I've been sitting on for a few years. I know I've told a few people, and but yeah, like it, it was pretty, pretty, pretty like yeah, uh, 
defining moment of my career uh, to me well, was yeah, when you're cutting a great that player shit out. and a great cheater, you're pretty hard to beat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, and you were both, mate. You were both. <laughs> yeah, I. I um, yeah. But, you, but look, no, you became it. look after this incident happened. You you're a phenomenal paintballer, Scott. You were one of Thanks. the best Australians ever produced, and I'm not blowing smoke up your ass. You were. You are. Yes. <laughs> and I wanted to ask about your clinics. So yeah. your clinics were fantastic. Um, how did that, how did all this come along? So um, like paintball, like I'd, I'd played AFL football for, for years and I made it on the New South Wales squad uh, two years in a row, but never made it on the full starting line. Um, so I love training. I love like theory. I loved all that, but I was just, uh, my dad didn't have time to go and have bloody dinners with the the coach's son, so like there, like I never made it past the the inner circle yeah. of of footy. So that was sort of why I gravitated towards paintball and uh, and like I just always loved the, the the whole training thing. And training was just this thing where you know people would turn up, they might play, you know, I'd sit around for two hours and talk, maybe play two or three points and then go home. And I thought, no, I stuff this. Like I used to still watch every weekend these guys coming, and I was like, well, we're not starting till ten o'clock. Like I could get everyone here at eight, and we could we could do stuff like we could just do drills. So like it started a lot like with uh, Ian Tresseter, uh and John O'Clark uh, with like the two that they taught me so many things that like, and uh, Russell Kiefer was another guy that, that taught me a couple of things like drills that I, yeah, I just sort of like took them and just started doing that. And, you know, I'd help a guy here and there. And then next thing there'd be, while I was telling him, I'd look over there before five guys there watching and listening and saying, Oh, can we have a go? Or I'd be doing running some drills or I'd just say to guys like, Hey, I'm, you know, I don't know what you guys are doing, but I'm going to go run drills for, for 10 minutes, like or for an hour or two hours, because we had that time back then. So, yeah, yeah, just sort of people gravitated towards that. And then, um, uh, yeah, and then I, I really enjoyed it because it was something that, yeah, it was it was like the birth of the Internet. So there wasn't just a YouTube video you can go and watch. So like um, it was me trial and error a lot as well. Like we do something and then maybe a year later, I'd say, hey, uh, yeah, I know we were doing it this way, but uh stuff that like it's there's just a co too complicated or like i found this other way to try so yeah it was it was cool like it was it felt a little bit like pioneer um but i also was like uh any chance i got with the u.s americans like being on swat we were lucky that mike was always bringing them in um that i just i picked their brains like they probably hated me but i i learned early in paintball that everyone's pretty friendly and you just gotta if you want a question answered just go and ask like so i was well, just always I, picking I think... yeah I think the beauty of paintball is the rock stars are accessible. Yeah. And not only they're not only accessible, but they're our friends, like our true friends. So you, we can ask them anything we want. Yeah, no, that's so that's it's it. Smart yeah. to ask them if we want. Yeah. Oh man, and you know, um, <clears throat> when I was young and like you know living with like mates, like how to bed, like it's just like man, I've got you know Ryan Moorhead staying in my house or like whatever, and we're drinking beers and we're you know watching the latest Dirto video and like asking questions like, Hey, why did they do that? Or like, how does your coach get you to run this? But also I found it uh, something that is like a, if, if you're listening to this and, and you are trying to emulate this, don't just like walk up to a guy like Ryan Greenspan and say, Hey, I want to be good. Maybe walk up to him and be like, Hey, how's the family? Like how's things? Are you enjoying your trip? And like, actually like talk to them like a person first and, and get like a bit of a rapport. I found that, um, like a, a a lot of the times I got talking to paintballers, pro paintballers is because like, I wouldn't ask him a single thing about paintball. I'd say like, Hey, you're into fishing. Like, Oh yeah. And we talk about that yeah. or something like, look, you know, um, that's, yeah. that, look, I used to, I used to stay at Ryan's a lot and, and I, and, and we never spoke about paintball. We were, we were just friends. 
You know, I'd wake up in the morning and Oliver Lang would be cooking us breakfast. Yeah. And Alex Frazier would be asleep on the couch. And, yeah. you know, I'd, after a while, I'd maybe ask him something. But, yeah. you know, we'd go hiking or we'd go surfing or, you know, and then they'd say, hey, look, if you want to do this better, do this, this or this. And I, I actually got to go to practice with Dynasty. Like, yeah, sick. Like, That's so cool. I had some phenomenal experiences, but I never pushed it. I never said, can I come? Yeah, I'd get a jolt in the morning from from yeah. Ryan and go, get up, we're going. Oh, yeah, I'm that's here. it. And he'd go, look in my garage, you idiot. Yeah, like, <laughs> no, that's it. Know, it's, and, um... and those guys, they shoot a skid of, of paint. They shoot a pallet that at practice. Yeah, they tell me drop off a pallet insane. and they shoot the pallet and that's their yeah. practice. And, he, no, and he'd so... say, how do you expect <laughs> to get good at paintball when you shoot a box of paint on a Sunday? And yeah, you sit around that's... clicking your gun, talking to your <laughs> mate for three hours and you shoot your one box and leave. Yeah. I thought that was, um, I guess like another reason why I sort of the clinics, um, sort of like, I wanted to make that box of paint like worth something, not, um, you know, Oh, we'll go run three points and I'm out of paint now. I wanted it to be where, um, that, that's where I used to get creative at training as well. Like I'd, um, I'd, I'd never reload between points. So, you know, I'd shoot. And if I had 10 balls in my load, I'd break out with 10 balls and then force myself to load because like that got me an extra practice at loading or maybe moving and loading. And uh, there was like a few things like that that I always did at practice. Like I was always one to take the snake off the break because to me, if I ran it 10 times and got shot nine, well, then that's nine games worth of pain I've still got left, you know? <laughs> so so that, that, that to me, it was just like, I want to be as aggressive as possible at training. And then at an event, that's when I can sort of wind it back. Yeah. Um, You're a fabulous snake player. The finesse. I've, Alex Frazier is the best I've seen with my own eyes in a snake. And finesse is the only word. But yeah. you, Scotty, you were only a notch or two behind that in your day, dude. Oh. You were you were amazing to watch in the snake. You were you were finesse, finesse. And, yeah. And, and how do you think, do you think just, just practicing in these different – ways that you're describing now is, is that is that how you got to this to this level well i um for the for the snake like i'm i'm someone that's like a visual learner um so like watching people do things and then trying to do it myself is like how i learn things and i also have this like um I, i'm good at visualizing so i always try and like when i've walked the field i try and like it's almost like photographic memory from like each spot so then when i go away like i can almost like run playing the snake and then i go to bed and i, I can pretty much play the snake in my head so like learning the spots and that but i think the few years like uh we talked in like uh, quite a lot with like ben and carl like having coaches like did teach me quite a lot in the snake um and yeah it's just one of those um yeah i don't know like a lot of sliding practice uh, to get in there, and not break guns. That was another thing. But uh, you actually, uh, I don't want to sidetrack, but I remembered my like biggest, um, like you just, when you were talking about Dynasty, then my, my actual, like my biggest moment in paintball um, that was just like, I've, yeah, I can't believe I didn't think of it when you asked me, but it was actually in Thailand and there was a bunch of Dynasty guys there. And um, so we had a, Oh, like I'm one that whenever we travel or go to an event, like always I'm, I'm at the field, the, the gates open at eight, I'm there at eight and I'll stay there till the gates close and I'm watching every point, just trying to just see how people are playing. Also just talking and getting to know people. But so we had this minivan in Thailand and uh, I get out, the SWAT guys are all like, oh, we're going to get your massages, have breakfast or do whatever. I'm like, okay, I'm going to the field. So I'm going to take the minivan, I'll send him back. 
So I get in and there's a, um, uh, so it might have been Ryan. It was one of the Dynasty guys was there. And I was chatting because I knew them from Super 7s. And I was like, hey, like, what are you guys doing? They said, oh, we're going to try and get a taxi to the field. I said, oh, I'll just jump in the van. Like, I'm about to go. They said, oh, just wait. Yosh is coming down. And this was the first time I ever met Yosh. Um, he's like my paintball idol, Yosh Rao. Oh, like, I've been to house. Yeah, okay. you're lucky. So, yeah, he's uh, like just someone I've respected and, and watched like forever. So I love y'all love him uh, just watching him play and just how he yeah, approaches the game. So he got on the bus and um, like trying to be Mr. Cool. I'm like, oh, hey, uh, I'm Scott. Like, how's it going? He's like, he's like, yeah, I've, I've heard of you. I'm Yosh. And I was like, what? Like yeah, that was just when, when he said that, that that was probably my biggest, um, yeah, yeah, my biggest, biggest moment is just I was like, Never met this guy before in my life. Um, yep. To me, he's one of the biggest people in the world. And he said, yeah, I know, I've heard of you. So, yeah, that was – I don't know what he'd heard about that's me. So but, cool. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, that's that when I it. met Oliver in Vegas for the first time. I said, hey, I'm Kai. And he said, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like, yeah. what? Yeah. So, yeah, no, nah, just so being cool. re- recognized. I mean, yeah. a legend and he's, a, he's an unsung hero. He's, a, he's, he's, he's brilliant. He's brilliant, isn't he? Oh yeah. You, no, did um, you talk about paintball with him? No, like again, well, I tried to keep things cool. Uh, I was yep. trying not to be yep. a fanboy, so yeah, yeah I think yeah, we totally. talked about how long they were over there for, what they were up to next, that kind of a thing. So yeah, it was pretty. And then so I was early, so I gave everyone a bit of space. But that was that was about it. And I, I don't think we've had much to say to each other after that. But yeah, it was just uh, that was that was probably like my biggest moment was uh, was yeah, getting that really cool. that recognition. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's really yeah. cool. That's really cool. Um, now, the horror of what I witnessed. I, I'm pretty <laughs> sure I was up in the booth commentating or, or hanging out. No, there wasn't a booth then. Yeah. No, no. There was no booth. When you dislocated your shoulder. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The horror. The horror. <laughs> was, was there no booth then? No, nah, no booth. Yeah. Uh, I must have been standing right on the sideline, right in front of you then. I yeah. saw it happen. Yeah. I felt, I felt sick to my stomach. How did that feel? Because I... You handled that pain like, oh, wow, wow. So yeah. tell me, walk oh, okay. us through that, walk us through that. Well, yeah, so it was something like, of, uh, like I spoke to Wimpy about it on, on his show a little bit, but yeah, it was something that I'd always, again, being like a visual, like always, like I always try to plan things out of my head and I'd seen guys go down before and I knew what the rule was that the flag goes up, like oh, the person gets injured, they stop the game. So I was like, if I ever get hurt in a game of paintball, I got to, and we're winning, I got to just sit there, shut up, just live and be a body. Um, and then, losing. you know, if, if, if we start losing, like put my hand up, it's like start calling out. But if we're losing, yeah, sure, milk it. And then I know that they're going to stop the point and they'll reset. So that was always my plan. And uh, we were rolling, steamrolling that point. And uh, <laughs> I, there was no way I could hold that in. I, you know, I oh. see these guys all the time popping shoulders back in on the field and stuff. And, oh, that was the oh. worst pain of, uh, yeah, it was horrible. I, um, yeah, well, I sort of dove in uh, into the snake and then it was this like lateral plant in my hand and just moved across and everything went forward and my shoulder didn't. <laughs> and that was it. Yeah. And, and I, I'm a PT and I, I watched it literally pop out and, and you're a mate and I'm a Scotty Martin fan and I was just, yeah. I felt sick to my stomach and you just you copped it you copped it sweet you you had this i mean i could see it was the worst pain of your life but you just you took it like such a man <laughs> like you did yeah. 
And oh, it was, uh... I felt every second while that ambulance <laughs> came, like, wow. Yeah. Was, is, is that, why did you stop playing paintball, Scott? I want to know why you stopped playing paintball. Well, um, so like the captain role is difficult um, yep. of SWAT. Um, like I was lucky because all the previous captains of SWAT had also worked at action. So like that would be hard to, to go there every day and then also be the captain. So it's hard in, in that, not that Mike's ever like, oh, you guys suck or anything or like anything like that. It's just, it's a lot of pressure. Um, you know, I, I, I've said it, I can't remember, like I've said it to some people before that, yeah, a lot of teams can win and lose and it doesn't matter. But if SWAT loses, like people let you know. Um, and it's tough. Like if you, if, yeah, if you guys don't make finals, people are like, oh my God, like what's wrong? There's teams, like there's something yeah. wrong with the team. And I'm like, well, hang on. Like, you know, that team, they won last event and they come last place. Like one, they're getting the same. So it was like this, there was a lot of pressure there where, you, you know, if you're not winning, it's like Ricky Bobby, like you're not first, you're last. Like, so there was a bit of that. Yeah. And um, so I, like I'd, I'd been burned out uh, yeah, earlier. And then, yeah, it wasn't until my, like my wife said, you know, like, you know, you obviously still love paintball. Like all I do is talk about it at home. So I, I had that year off 2014, 2015. I, uh, I came back and gave it a go. I wasn't the captain. So yeah, I just, oh man, it was, it was a dream. I was, you know, able to play the one in the snake again, um, yeah, with a group of new guys like Blackie helping him get on the team, Ben Beretta and stuff, and Ben Dawson, all those guys helping them get on the squad, which was cool. And then, uh, yeah, and then it was that was the most expensive day of paintball when I did my shoulder. So that was, um, yeah, that coupled with like a bit of burnout. Um, yeah, what I just, was that? Was that 2015 when you did 15, your shoulder? Yeah, yeah. And so then, were you um, finding? We sorry, just to ask, were you no, finding right. before that that was paintball becoming more of a job to you than fun? Had you lost the joy? Had um, it become more of more pressure to win than going out and having a bit of fun? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Twenty thirteen, the year before I had a, a break. That that's definitely how I felt that year. Yeah, yep. it was tough. Yeah, um, but so then the twenty fifteen, like it was more of you'd wake up tournament morning and think, oh man, you know, you you had all this weight on your chest. It wasn't a great. I go get to, I go get to play paintball. It yeah. Was, if we don't win, we're last, and it's yeah. all on me. No, nah, pretty much. It's like, well, right. what's going to go wrong today? So the <laughs> joy kind of thing. But we were winning. Out of it for you. Yeah. yeah, there was that. Um, but, like, we were winning, and that's the thing. Yeah. That t- 2013, we won the series. Yeah. But uh, the, or the, I guess the other big thing then was, uh, yeah, so, th- so there was that, and then, yeah, Envious. That was the other big, the other big thing in, at the end of 2013. So, um, you know, I'd, I don't know if it's – not knowledge, but yeah, I was obviously asked to play uh, on on Envious um, and asked to play on SWAT, and so I didn't know what I wanted to do, and uh, right. like I was losing losing friends again to to two teams, and didn't yep. know what to do. So I thought, uh, like, and then my thing was, do I move to a new team with Envious and try and build with them? Do I do I hang around with SWAT and try and rebuild? With zero sponsorship too, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but no. Uh, um, like I was fine with that. Like I, I was, I was like umming and ahhing. Um, but then I'd also like, Mike's is like a dad to me almost like the amount of things yep. I've learned from him and he's looked after me. So like I had so much loyalty for that. So in the end, that's, that's where like, there was no way I was like the thought crossed my mind a little bit, like, cause I, I really enjoyed all those guys, but yeah, like I was diehard for SWAT, but that was like so when I were, started. You were approached originally 
when MBS was formed, were you to, to join on the original squad? Yeah, well, they said, like, this is what's happening and do you want yep. to come? So, yeah, it was... Right. Uh, um, that would have been a really like... tough call. But yeah, I understand sure. your loyalties as well, 100%, yeah. because, you know, you stay strong with your crew. Yeah, and unfortunately, it just happened to be a time when... Um, yeah, couple like with the burnout and then that happening, and then I was sort of left in a position where do I want to rebuild? And I sort of thought, nah, maybe this is the time to to move on. And yeah, things were happening with my career then as well, and yeah, meeting my wife then and stuff. So yeah, it was just like a time to have a break. And she put me back in 2015. I I think if my shoulder hadn't popped out, like I probably still would have um still be playing today because I like I was I was having so much fun that year. That was I was like a, a kid again that year <laughs> would you come back um i've, I've i'd love stepped... to see you on the field again i'd love to play with you and against you like and i'd love to watch you playing again is there yeah. any chance we will see the master at work again because i've toyed with I'm the idea talking about the guys like ricky bobby and that they've never seen you in action yeah and i have thought about that like oh man the stream that's that's one thing like man just to be able to be like i was on the stream like that's that would be a cool thing but right, i really enjoy my, my job having said that you're a world class commentator on that world class stream yeah so you're fan, if you're absolutely fantastic on that yeah it's to to me paintball's the thing that um i'm 100% or zero uh i've never been one to enjoy just turning up um like i i get a lot of fun by like turning up and, and playing but at the same like I couldn't come to an event where I felt like I hadn't had a good run training and I hadn't um like committed I I, I hate like not committing to a team for a full year so yeah. and to me that's just a lot of a lot of commitment um like I'm not I, I, there's I've been offered spots on teams all the time where no, I just c come and play just turn up at the event and play and yeah. that's just not me like I've got to be there like at least a month yeah you're not going to do it half-assed you're all on yeah so, so, so until I can sort of get myself in a position where, where that works, it's, yeah, unfortunately it's not for me. So I've found my new love of, uh, uh, ultra distance running. So that's what I'm. Yeah. Yeah. I know you're right into so, your running. Scott's got yeah. the runs. Yep. Yeah. No. And I've got some, uh, some pretty big goals with it, with that, that I'll be uh, chasing. Yeah. It's just, it's good to feel fresh. Like, um, I feel like I'm brand new at a sport. I feel like I was all those years ago, like got so much to learn so much to put into this but at the same time it's the booth is the big thing for for me if i've i've often toyed like i've i've talked about like what would i be doing if i didn't have the booth and i'd probably be uh offering a team if i could be a full-time coach that'd be something i'd really enjoy getting into um being a full full-time coach yeah um my next than... question for you was would you come back and do clinics yeah i've actually um like toying with the idea, but unfortunately, like it was something that I'd hoped to, uh, with the podcast that I could slowly start bringing in some coaching episodes. And then that would lead into right. people being interested in coming to the field and doing some coaching uh, clinics. But with COVID, it's just, it shut everything down. So maybe next year, um, I can start doing some teeing up some clinics. So if anyone, uh, ever, ever wants a clinic run by me, uh, hit me up. <laughs> well, I think the little whippersnappers, you know, you've got the Ricky Bobbies and the Gaddies and, uh, you know, they're already excelling. Imagine if they started doing Scotty Martin clinics. And well, yep. just while I mentioned Gaddy, Gaddy did your podcast. I've got a new drinking game for the Eskimo brothers for their okay. house. Listen to uh, Gaddy's podcast. And every time he says, essentially, they've got a skull of beer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor I guarantee kid. they'll be wasted yeah. in 10 minutes. <laughs> Yeah, you can. Uh, yeah, but look, these guys. I mean, I'd love, I'd love to see you come back in any aspect. It's, 
it's so good having you in the booth. You're such a, you, you're such a, a, you're a rock, you know, you're so solid up there. You're really, yeah. really good at what you do. And um, awesome. to, to have you in any aspect around the game still, to lose you would just, it'd be a, it'd, it'd be a crime. It'd be a bloody war crime. Yeah. You know, we can't, you, no, you need to be around the game, Scotty. You've got too much, you, you, you've got too much to, to give. And now yeah. knowing that you only left because of the pressure, I feel really, that sucks. Oh, like you know? there was, there was a lot of other things like outside, like pursuing a career and, and things like that. Like, I, I, um, like it's something that I don't know if, if many people know, but like about paintball, like the amount of jobs I quit to actually go play events, um, you know, like the amount of, like I'd say to every time I ever got a new job, um, when I was like an apprentice carpenter, or even before that, I'd say to them, like, look, I play this, uh, game professionally and I need to take at least eight weekends off a year. Uh, and that includes like a Friday to a Monday. And they'd say, yeah, yeah, no worries. Just let us know. I'd say, look, but three months in advance, like that's, I'll give you the notice. So I, I, it's, it's probably happened five or six times where I get a job like this. I say the same thing in the interview. They say, yeah, that's fine. And then, um, First weekend rolls up. I'm like, all right. So in two months, like I'm going to take Friday, Monday off. Yeah, yeah, no worries. Then I'm like, okay. So then after that, like in three weeks, I'm going to Malaysia. So I need to take like a few extra days, like a Thursday, and, and I'll be back Tuesday. Oh, you know, you're taking a lot of weekends off. It's like or a lot of uh, days off. It's like, yeah, yeah. Well, actually, after that, I've got another event planned. Oh no, you can't do that. And then they start limiting yeah. my my weekends off. So I just say, okay, no worries. And then two weeks out from the event, I'm like, all right. See you later. I've, uh, here's my notice, and I'll I'll leave, go play the event, and then look for another job. So the amount of jobs I've, I've quit so many jobs. Um, so like I finally was in with a good company, and it's sort of the thing that's that's pushed me to where I am with my company now. Uh, you know, going out on my own and starting my own business. So I think that break had to happen at that time, and it was when family and things were were all sort of yeah getting married and on the cards. So yeah, um, I couldn't have achieved the things outside of paintball. I don't think uh, if I was still so committed to it um yeah and <clears throat> it is a little bit it sucks like it's to me it's a it's almost like a drug like i um yeah. i get too involved in it and like i'll just be i'll be up till whatever watching like old paintball videos and just being like oh like just or just or just consuming media and i get so in, in wrapped up in it and uh yeah sometimes i just sort of have to have a break for <laughs> my own sanity as well so um uh yeah <laughs> Do you ever go out and play any of the uh, the Woods Bowl events, the scenario events, just for fun? Yeah, yeah. So I played Total War uh, not so long ago. Right. That was cool. But um, yeah, again, like I, uh, just babying everything. I can't afford <laughs> injuries, so and my gear's starting to get a bit old and stuff. So, <laughs> yeah. you, uh, does tough. it does it worry you when you're out on the field playing those Total Wars or whatnot? Does it does it worry you that your shoulder's going to pop again? Because uh, I know once your shoulder pops once it can reoccur very easily and the pain isn't something you want to go through again. Does that, yes. does, that, does that play on your mind? Oh, definitely. I'm, I played an event with envious. So I actually got to play finally with envious at the NXL. And, um, I said to them, like when they, they asked like, Oh, we were in talks about playing. I said, look, I, I can't play the snake and I can't dive. I've got to stay on my knees and, and feet. And they said, that's fine. And, um, <clears throat> I did one knee slide, like into the corner, put my hand down and like just felt it twinge a little bit. And I was just like, Ugh, I don't like that. And then, um, so I'm pretty soft on the field now. Uh, and that's, that's another reason I feel like I w could never be a hundred percent on the field. Like I couldn't throw my body around, um, how I used to. And it just, it, it pains me to, to know that like I could have made that moves, you know, half a second quicker, but 
I yeah, can't. <laughs> when your body lets you down, it just sucks, doesn't it? Yeah. Look, I, I was at that NXL Australia event. I remember, I, I mean, I'm at most of them. <laughs> I believe, even with your worry of injury, I don't think you guys lost a point. Yeah, probably not. No, we did. Uh, we lost a couple of points uh, early on to um, a Victorian team, I thought they were. Um, was it us? Was it Cartel? Cartel, yeah, yeah. You guys, you hey. guys took a few points of us, and so because you guys had sort of popped up, I'd been away for a couple of years, and you guys had popped up, and I went, ah, uh, like who are these guys? You took a few points, and I went, all right, we got, we got to respect these guys, and uh, yeah, we played you guys in finals, and I didn't play a point, and we won. So, <laughs> oh really? <laughs> yeah, I, I sat. That's the pretty cool throwing that green jersey on, though, isn't it? I got to do that in the states. So I was a career highlight for me. <laughs> Yeah, no, it was it was good fun. Um, yeah, it was it was like a yeah, it was like one of those uh, what if kind of things. Like you always look at Envious and think, oh, you know, I could have been over there. But I'm I'm glad with the decision I made, and I got to help set up some of the the SWAT guys. Like the team's nothing like it is now on um, SWAT, but yeah, I'm um, SWAT. That was sort of when I uh, made my decision that yeah, I'm SWAT for life. Like I'll <laughs> I'll play for SWAT forever. <laughs> yeah, and that's, that's a bit cool. of last last that's team. Cool. And you know that's that's very amicable. And I um when we're at that silly taser ball thing, uh, oh, yeah, it was yeah. pretty pretty fun. Um, <laughs> I was at in San Diego. Warner Brothers flew us over, and we got to play taser ball or whatever. But I was staying at, at Greenspan's when that happened, and and I'm not going to say who, but another <laughs> team brought a shoebox with eighty thousand dollars in it, and oh, offered yeah. Ryan eighty thousand dollars in cash. Yeah, to play. For their team, and he said, "No, I play. I'm. I'll play for Dynasty. <laughs> what a what a legend!" Yeah, no, that's yeah. cool. It's um, yeah, no, that's well, that's uh something. Like, there was a couple of things like we that I just sort of wanted to to let people know as well. Um, like that was one thing that I sort of had always uh, felt that I was like missing a little bit. Like um, I was always chasing that that bigger dream of paintball of like making a career out of it. It was something that I'd always wanted to like push um, and, and get overseas and, and do that. But I did uh, like a little bit of a story. I don't know if too many people know, but I, I sort of missed my window there. There was uh, in 2007, I had a, an offer by a Canadian, uh, I won't say who, but it was a Canadian uh, paintballer who offered me, you know, I could, Moved there, play at his field, work at his know, field, dude. and um, he was he was playing on uh, X Factor at the time, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, so the offer was to go there, and then every two weeks we'd hop on a plane, fly down to Texas, and uh, and train with yeah. X Factor, and uh, yeah. I ter- actually turned that down because I just started in a, my apprenticeship then, and yeah, it still haunts me to that to this day that decision, like um, yeah, that 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 could have been a could have been a, a big big turning turning point in my career but uh like uh my life wouldn't be what it is now if, if i'd made that decision so who knows <laughs> i look scotty as paintball is what it is and um you know it's not we're not in the nfl yeah. you know you, you weren't going to make millions so yeah that's it yeah. As, as much as it as much as it sucks to turn something like that down i mean your business is kicking right off i mean unfortunately for the rest of us you bastard that's why you're stopping <laughs> the podcast because yeah. your business is so successful, so obviously you made it the right choice. Yeah, and and it is something that um, it's something that I do worry. Like I've I've had some conversations with some of the US pro guys, like um, that are similar ages to me, and and I do look and I think like, yeah, you guys have had a good life and you've got a good paintball career and you are earning enough money now to survive and and you know pay rent, but um, 
some of them don't own houses. They don't have like hey, um. Yeah, look, they don't come have... on, let's yeah, let's call a spade a spade. Oh. Carl Speaker was working at Nordstrom selling shoes until <laughs> a little while ago. You yeah, know? like, and that's um, and that's what I do worry because like um, they're not they don't have a like a lot of them didn't you know they might have quit school or whatever to play paintball and and that's it like if paintball dries up like what do they do so so it is something that i i'm sort of lucky that we are here it is still a semi-professional sport that i did have a chance to have a job and paintball because I, I know i probably would have been one of those guys that I'd probably wouldn't be till i was 30 where i went hang on i'm gonna have to like i can't play forever like what am i gonna do and and i might have been one of those guys that um yeah like it, it can lead like i have seen you know, there's been some big name paintballers who have gone down some some dark paths um, because they've they've found themselves without paintball, and then um, what do you do? And and they've they've made some bad decisions and and ended up in some some bad situations. So um, yeah, I feel sorry. Like, sorry, no, that's the the wrong. I don't feel sorry. Like, I I just worry that that is a you know the NFL does have a thing like that where they get the guys like jobs and the AFL that you know the NRL all these new young guys have have something so it's it's a big worry of mine like as I get older for for these paintballers that are um, I just hope that these guys in the states don't get left high and dry when they they turn thirty they can't play I hope that they they find something that they can do and and have a career while they're while they're playing as well. Yeah, I mean look, Tyler Harmon, great friend of mine, he owns a pest control business. Yeah, yeah, cool. No, that's... So he has a he has a family business with his dad. They they're pest controllers. Yeah, yeah. No, that's so that's what I'm. Don't, I, don't I, piss him off. You'll poison your muesli bars. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's I'm I'm glad because I like it's even in in I follow uh, like I don't watch it religiously, but I, I follow like the wrestling like WWE. I, I watch that quite a bit, and uh, yep. and there's a lot of guys in that that you know they're they're up they until recently. Yeah, they're you know their their bodies get broken, and they say you know, we paid you well, but that's it. Like, see you later. And that's their career done in their life. Like they could be in wheelchairs. Like that's it. They don't have anything. So yeah, I, I worry. So uh, yeah, <laughs> well, that's good and to look, hear. Even that. these big name teams, like even the dynasty guys, they don't get paid that much. Yeah. They, they make their money off selling jerseys and stuff. If you, ma- if you make it onto impact, well done. There you yeah. go. Happy days. Right. But yeah, you know, that it's a, there's a number of that squad. They can't have too many people. And like you said, what if your shoulder pops? Yeah. Any, anything could happen. Yeah, there's no you know, health you need, the, you need the backup, yeah. so. Yeah. It is Dynasty's is, not really. going to put you on the, um, like, you, they're not going to pay you while you sit there, heal up or anything. It's just, yeah, it's, um, that's a, it's a, it's a tough sport. And like when I first got into it, I, I really had high hopes. Like a lot of people higher up in the sport had told me, oh, it's going to boom. It's going to hit a bit. It was right around that time of the GFC and it sort of kicked everything back a bit. Yeah. But that was like, you know, First place in Super Sevens was ten grand, and winning the series oh, yeah. was ten thousand dollars. And so. the series was ten grand. I yeah. remember. I, I'm pretty sure that. Uh, I'm pretty sure that match I got that three for one and lost. I think that was a twenty thousand dollar game. I remember yeah. I was in yeah. tears driving home over it. <laughs> you know, yeah. I was thinking, uh, and I, I was, I was swore I was going to kill that ref. You know, I was thinking if <laughs> someone robbed me from twenty grand in King's Cross, I'd go after him. You know. <laughs> You know, it is, you know, they were yeah. the days, weren't they? It was 10 grand yeah. for the series and 10 grand for the Masters. Yeah. Those days, so it was, yeah. Wow. That's, and, and that's like, I, I had high hopes then because that was like, you know, you could see, oh, this, this thing's going to take off. And like, that's when there was big companies coming into the sport. Like we were starting to get, um, like ESPN had, had it like yeah. on their show and like, there's all this money coming in. So I thought like, Hey, this is like, 
you know, if I stick at this for a few years, I could could make it happen. And then, yeah, it was, it was, so I guess it was like, yeah, that, that sort of did to the burnout because, you know, you do it for five years at the top and you think, well, there's not really anywhere else to go. Um, am I going to at, you know, 27 try and make it in a US pro team? Like, no, there's a college league over there where they're pulling guys from like, 100%. I might have experience, but um, I'm not going to move my life over there. And so that was really it. Like, um, yeah, that was, yeah, this, the, the sport unfortunately has a ceiling and um, yeah, in the country, but it's, uh, uh, look, I think the DFC ooh. really had an impact as well because it was just starting to kick off. I, I remember uh, being at the Vegas event in uh, 20, 2012, maybe. And uh, I was speaking to someone and, and he was saying, Oh, um, Oh, it's not like in 06, though, when paintball was cool. <laughs> and I was like, huh? Because I thought it was huge over there. I'd never said that was the first big event I'd been to. And um, I was lucky enough. Dynasty have every, every pro team has one VIP uh, person that they can give yeah, yeah. all access, everything to. And I, and I was, you know, lucky enough. The, the, <laughs> the paintball god shone on me and I got the. Yeah. And so I got all access and I was everywhere talking to everyone and. And I got to see this thing, and it was mind-boggling for me. And uh, <laughs> and they were saying, "Oh, this one's yeah, it's not that good anymore." And I was like, "What? Yeah, like what, what yeah. did it used to be like? Yeah, it yeah, incredible." No, it was um painful. Like when it came out of the woods, it just took off. Um, and I think a lot of uh, that that was when like a lot of extreme companies, like motocross companies, were were like, "Maybe we can make money in this," and they were starting to pour money. Like they were really trying to really tie it in with, uh, with motocross and all that kind of stuff. Um, and that's why there was things like well, the gravity game. Tried, yeah. They had a big tie. They tried hard to tie it in with skating, with skateboarding. Yeah. 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 And, um, and that's, yeah, unfortunately just sort of, it's a luxury sport. It's something that it's, um, you know, a, a soccer, soccer ball is all you need to play soccer, like running yeah. a pair of shoes, all you no, need for right. that. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, I mean, look, balls. the tie-ins yeah. were incredible over there. I mean, HK Army, they sponsor a lot of bands in the Vans Warp Tour. Yeah. And they, they yeah, sponsor yeah. DJs, big-time big DJs. I remember being at Coachella uh, one year, and a bunch of uh, big black dudes walked past wearing HK gear. <laughs> and, um, and you know, Scotty used to, we used yeah, to go yeah. to raves. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I was in a pretty good mood. So yeah. I uh, walked up to these dudes, and I said, hey, boys, what team do you play for? And they looked at me like I was batshit crazy and this big dude goes play what yeah and i go paintball what do you you're all wearing hk and they go oh we're from whatever band and i was like oh yeah okay <laughs> so yeah. I just went, yeah yeah no worries i'm gonna yeah. sneak off <laughs> yeah and uh HK were cool like that because I, I remember i hit josh up me and a friend were uh we're gonna buy this beat up old uh, car and race it and I said, oh, will you sponsor us if we put hk on it he's like hell yeah i'll, I'll buy you guys tires and uh, and all sorts of yeah, stuff sick. so we were going to have a HK car, but again, <laughs> that, that's as far as that conversation went. Yeah. 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 No, it's, it's cool that um, it's almost like we've always been waiting for these big and, and it's starting to happen now with like Under Armour and like Adidas or Adidas. And I think that Nike and stuff is starting to like put money into to paintball, but it's almost like paintball brands have surpassed paintball and they're starting to branch out like with dye and their snow, their snow line and, yep. and all that yep. kind of stuff. So it's cool uh, that, um, yeah, the, for any company, there's not much money in paintball compared to what else you can make in other sports. So. Yeah, yeah. 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 Sweet. So did you have any more questions for me? No, I've, I've chewed your brain. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm glad you, you 
have you got anything else you want to say? Because everyone's still interested. Scotty Martin is extremely relevant in paintball and we, yeah. we love you and we want you around. And just because you're stopping the podcast, you can't leave us. You got to be, you got to still do the, the, you got to still do the booth, dude. We need you around. Yeah. Like, no, that's it. like the booth for me is a, um, yeah, if the booth wasn't there, like I maybe would have toyed with, with playing. Um, uh, and I, I have, but the other little pipe dream I've always wanted to do was like uh, get a group of now that like 12 year olds can play is like get a group of young kids and just be like, Hey, like, come play for me. And let's like put a team together and see what we can do. Like start at novice and, and see how far we can go um, with a group of guys. But again, it's just that time. Like I've got a, got too many things on. I, I want to start things and, and not follow through. So I want to make sure the time's right when I do that. And uh but uh, yeah, I'm still staying staying in touch with everyone and 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 that in the booth. So it's it's good that I can still be a part. And I like props to Mike and and everything he's done for for that, like giving me an opportunity um, for something to do. So it'll be up in the air with uh, Super Sevens and everything, and whether there's a booth because I know the field's sort of being pulled apart at the moment. So who knows? <laughs> um, we have so many good memories there, don't we? But I think you'd be such a good Papa Bear coach. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I um. Of 12 oh, that'd be so yeah. cool yeah no I, I like going deep like i love uh like you know those yeah sitting around and let's just talk about the same thing for two or three four or five hours about like how can we play this snake or how can we run this like one breakout and that's the kind of stuff i love doing so um doing that and just having a group of guys that would be like keen enough to just sort of hang on my word that i could just be like this is what we're doing and trust me but uh, it's, it's something that has to be built. Uh, you've almost got to become like a player. And again, you need to put in the commitment. So, yeah, do I have that many weekends of a year? Not really to uh, to devote to, to paintball, unfortunately. Um, yeah, it, but, you know, the girls will get older one day and I'll be pushing them that. onto the paintball field. Yeah. <laughs> I was just about to say yeah. that. That was yeah. literally about to come out oh, of the <laughs> Yeah, well, the... Uh, I think here yeah, where I talked about it with Macca, like just the amount of young kids that there is, and like yourself now, we've got um, we've yeah, got I've some got cool. Axel. Yeah, another he's another twelve. He's wearing his HK gear today. <laughs> my little boy is. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, that's cool. HK outfits when I was in the states. Yeah, Dead no. Set, true yeah. story. Yeah, HK yeah. baby clothes. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah, rocking, he's rocking one of his onesies right now. Yeah. yeah. No, it's uh like another 12, 12 years, and we've got some like shit hot kids coming through that are gonna have some yeah. like good, good dads like like and mums but like um like yeah we said it then like about you know you get the soccer dads a good the dad that played soccer his whole career and he, that's what he wants his son to do and like he cares about it he plays it he, that's all he thinks about like there's not that happens too often in paintball so you're going to see some sideline coaching for some dads that are going to get in punch-ups and stuff over their kids it'll be great <laughs> we're, we're on a family group chat talking about something about my little nephews going to to play uh afl the other day, and my mum goes, uh, "How long till Axel's on the field?" And my reply was, "He can't hold a paint gun till he's twelve, mum." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's uh, that's it. But it was something like, um, "Yeah, no, I'll leave it there." Well, I'm just rambling now, getting on. Like, yeah, no, it's. Um, oh, look, Scotty, you've done us yeah. all an extreme <laughs> service with uh, with Down Under Paintball. And um, from the bottom of all of our hearts, we can't thank you enough. Um, these are episodes we'll listen to over and over again. And uh, the fact that you put your hand up on your own back and just did this is so fantastic. And thank you so much 
for from myself for the opportunity to be on your first and your last episodes. It's yeah. a true honour. Um, another true honour was to wear the green jersey that you wore as well. Not yeah, the same yeah. jersey. That'd be a bit weird. But um, I, I you know, we never got to play together. <laughs> but you know, we we did play on the same team, not at the yeah, same time. Yeah, but yeah. Only for Finally. an event each, but it still happened. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and, and anything anything you've done is you know you've just been amazing, and your work in the booth is fantastic. Yes. And uh, yeah, thanks again from from the whole community from Australia, and New Zealand. Thank you, Scotty Martin. Kudos to you. Hats off to you. You're the man. Oh, thanks. Well, uh. Yeah, something that I always ask all my guests is uh, to recommend someone on the show. So, um, you know, Wimpy, uh, Will McDonald hit me up when I was asking for the Q&A questions and, and he asked me this, like, who, who would I really want to see on the show? And, um, yeah, someone that I've, uh, I, I've, uh, I've actually asked him probably six times and he keeps saying no, but I'm just going to keep, like, I was just going to keep pestering him. So, uh, John O'Clark, um, if you don't know who, who John O'Clark is, so I, I had a poster when I was, 18, I had a poster of John O'Clark on my wall. Um, yeah, he's a Kiwi. Uh, played in the UK on like uh, Aftershock. Texas. Yeah, yeah. Is it? Yeah. Was it Aftershock? Oh, I'm not sure. I like. I don't know. I the grubby think... used to the grubby little bastard used to sleep at my house every time he was in Sydney. Yeah, I'm yeah. Pretty sure it was Aftershock. Oh, oh yeah. Like... Okay, yeah. We're one of the big. Like, so he played on the big Pommy teams. Um, bought like he went lived and breathed paintball and like sleeping on couches in the UK. Like someone that's done it. You know, left. They're like Asia Pacific to go on and make it happen. He's done it, brought it back here and, and just the amount of things he's taught me. Um, and they're, they're things that I've passed on to so many people. He's like a really quiet uh, achiever, um, like a, just a quiet person in paintball. Still loves it. Um, Not when he doesn't play much. He's doing a lot of other things, but like he's always good for a chat. Very, really hard to track down at the moment. Uh, he's Very always dark, going dark, yeah. but he's uh, you know, John O'Clark, man. He's just like one of the, like if you consider me a great, I consider him leaps and streets ahead above me. So he's uh he's incredible. The the things that he's uh taught me and just yeah, the way he thinks about paintball is just another another level. So now thanks so much for your kind words, mate. It's uh and yeah, it's uh it's been it's been great. I've yeah, so happy with the response that I got over the the podcast and you know, just coming home from work some days and you have, have a heaps bad day and you look and there's a text and someone saying, hey, just listen to the latest episode. It's so great. Or didn't know this about this person or people recommending just, it's been good. Um, hopefully I've helped, uh, you know, make some uh, conversations and bring some old school guys into the spotlight. Um, towards the end there, I, I sort of went a bit Sydney based. Like I, I was trying to, um, there was just who people kept suggesting. So I kept kept getting more and more Sydney, Sydney guys, but uh Oh, there's so many, so many big names that we didn't even get to, and uh, but yeah, I've got some good news. Is that uh, someone has stuck their hand up to to maybe continue it? So, yeah, it won't be the end of Down Under Paintball. And uh, if it, yeah, if anyone wants to do it, just hit me up. I, I'm happy to hand the keys over to anyone who's keen. <laughs> well, hopefully, someone please come and keep the dream alive. Yeah, oh, that's it. Yeah, awesome. Well, I. Uh, yeah, thanks, Cos. I know. Uh, yeah, it was when Neil Martin suggested that I should be on the show. You, you straight away said I'll do it. So <laughs> thanks for uh, planting the yeah. seed. And uh, I was, uh, I was just going to save it till it was a bit quiet, or maybe do it as like a Christmas special or something. But here we are. Yeah, yeah I remember when I hit you up and I said, "Let me interview you." And you said, yeah. <laughs> "For a Christmas special." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's uh. I had a lot of cool ideas. Like um, I was going to do a bit of a Christmas game show and uh. 
ask some questions about like the history of the uh, paintball and stuff and see if people knew uh, like guns and things and uh yeah just a, just a few different cool ideas but yeah I, i'm definitely keen I've, I've already made some videos i was just sort of waiting for for when to do them for some coaching things so picking some topics and i think i'll do them but without the pressure of having to have them come out every week so you'll still see stuff from me on down under paintball and hopefully somebody else but yeah i'll 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 be around don't don't worry i'll still be there so. <laughs> yeah awesome all right scotty oh. you little legend yeah well, well uh, thanks a lot for having me again and can't wait to see you in person again brother yeah no thanks thank you for having me and uh <laughs> yeah well uh it was good good to get a few things off my chest that i've been uh bit disappointed with myself about for many years so it's been it was a good good chat good to, to unearth some things and uh sit on the couch yeah <laughs> yeah good yeah. chat brother good there chat yeah no awesome well thanks uh dirt rocker yeah anytime anytime scott's <laughs> yeah. got the run yeah stay safe with uh with covid yeah thanks brother yeah. too easy all right guys I'll, I'll catch out. yeah yeah <laughs> peace out peace out rabbit yeah, mate. <laughs> All right, that is a wrap on the, the that is a wrap on another episode of Down Under Paintball. That is a wrap on another episode of Down Under Paintball, and I'd like to say a massive thanks to Kaiser for sitting down and having a chat. It was great in the end. It just turned out to be two old dogs just having a bit of a chat and reminiscing, sharing stories. So. Yeah, I hope uh, everyone enjoyed that. It was good to get a few things off my chest and, and yeah, just let people know a bit more about my story. So, um, yeah, thanks everyone so much for everything over the past 28 episodes, 29 including this one. And, uh, yeah, it's been a great journey. Uh, I've really enjoyed, yeah, what, what I can do with the show and, uh, yeah, everyone's feedback and stuff like that. I hope I brought some joy to people's ears when we were going through some pretty bad times and I hope everyone gets a chance to get out and enjoy some paintball very soon. Yeah, there's a little something to finish off this last interview episode. Uh, I'm just going to chuck on the full version of the theme song. So it's called Go On Going by Stay Loose. And uh, yeah, I found it uh, on the YouTube, um, you know, free content. They, they have a whole bunch of no copyright audio. And yeah, it was just one of the songs I found there and did a little bit of tweaking. So yeah, this is it. Go on going by Stay Loose. Thanks everyone. And yeah, I'll see you next week.